0: Hello, and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today is our big, big, special, special episode. It's Netflix 100th film. It's the 2018 Indian Hindi film, well, it's action comedy, Bridge Mohan Amar Ra, or in English, Long Live Brij Mohan. It's directed by Nikhil Bat and it stars Arjun Mathur, Nidhi Singh, Sheetal Thakur, Manavij, Sunny Hindua, Vyat Kohli and Yohindra Tiku. I am Jesse and MJ is here, we're together.
1: We are together, this is like, ever since the the COVID outbreak we're obviously doing our best to be very careful, very safe. We've obviously been allowed to record together for probably the past few weeks now, we've been erring on the side of caution but we did want to make sure that we got together again for our 100th Episode 100th movie, yes, which is an incredible feat. So, can I just say congratulations? Congratulations <laughs> to you, too. I mean, um, yeah, 1.5 meters apart,
0: yes. I I've, I've bought a little prop for today's thing as we are oh, together. I've got hello. a little gift for MJ for our 100th episode. Are you kidding? This is um, something nice. MJ's recently um, moved places and he's got this nice movie room set up. So, talk us to talk for our listeners through what um, you've got there.
1: I have got it's, it's in a frame. Well, uh, maybe we should put this on, on our socials. Uh, I'm feeling very. I feel very unprepared. Like,
0: uh, <laughs> Good, so I got gotcha. you. That's what I, I wanted to do. You didn't
1: have to get me a present. We
0: needed, we needed a gift for our hundredth episode. So,
1: so it looks like it's got all the uh, the logos or the title pages of. I'm assuming the first hundred correct Netflix movies. This would have taken you a bit of time,
0: <laughs> just a little bit. So yeah, this is um, it's a, a framed, um, lovely little print of all the hundred films that we've we've done for Netflix um, with their title card. All collage together. That's so, awesome,
1: mate. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, nah, well,
0: I'm good. I, I hope you like it. Um,
1: <sighs> well, I haven't got you anything, unfortunately. So you didn't need to. I did, I, I've, I've
0: been planning this for a while, and um, yeah, I, I, I thought it'd be a good little thing to, seeing as we we're together, we could uh, do a little surprise reveal. Nah, uh,
1: this is awesome. What's, um, is there any order in this? Or?
0: There's no order, but um, oh, I, like I have it. got a couple of prints of these made that we can give to some of our listeners, possibly. Oh. So, little postcard sizes that um, if anyone will mention at the end of the show, but if you are keen to send us a, a direct message with your your details, we can um, we'll send, send out. Them out. There's Let's a there's a 25 print uh, run of these. So, if you want one of these
1: 25 little um, prints of these. We might even write you a little message on the back. Correct. We can write your message um, to the people that are following us. So. Absolutely. We are nothing without our fans. This is awesome. So, you've so. been very busy. Well done.
0: Yes. Good. I, I just thought it was a nice little... Um, little thing that we can sort of uh, remember our 100 episodes it together. Is, it is
1: worth celebrating that we've got through 100, so it's uh, very, very exciting. And yeah, as, as Jesse said, we've got these little postcards here, which I'm seeing for the very first time. <laughs> Sorry, I sprung it on you a bit. But um, but yeah, we'll definitely send them out to some of our fans, because we're nothing without our fans, and it's been a good journey with them so far, with obviously a few, uh, a few random movies that we've gone out of order, thanks to our fans <laughs> voting and deciding what they want to see, so... Uh, definitely let us know and we'll uh, we'll flick one across to you.
0: Yeah, it's even got you know Brahma Naman on there and, and all the, the ones that we've enjoyed along the way. I so. Sadly, we're going to be talking about
1: brahman Naman a little bit a little today. Bit. there is a relevance there.
0: Yes, so well, we, we should go back and say, yes, we are talking about this um, Bruj Mohan Amara film.
1: Mm.
0: We start off with our fast flicks, so MJ, what fill us in on um,
1: your thoughts on this one. Yeah, okay, so I, I see it as a weirdly perverted dark comedy about a man who's hit rock bottom. Amidst violent debtors who are after him.
0: Yeah, perfect. It's, it's that whole idea of debts in this one. So to me, I've just said it's a man sinking in his debt as he tries to take on a different identity, but can he truly
1: escape himself? Mm. I thought I'd go back to the roots with a question. <laughs> <Yeah>, that's true. <laughs> okay. We have to say, like, this is this is the second Indian comedy, like straight out comedy that we've done, and I, I, the the first one we did was probably like you know one of the first five or six that we did. Yeah. And it's probably to this day still the worst film I've ever seen. I, I just have absolutely no time for Brahman-Narman. So I didn't go into this film with the highest of expectations, which is not a bad way to go into a film. But it was uh, it was very interesting knocking up our, uh, our century and me thinking like, oh, I don't really want to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so. it, uh, it, at times, whenever, and it's a
0: foreign film, it's that feel I often get where... I know I need to put a bit more effort into mm. what we're doing because there's so much more to focus on rather than just being able to look at the visuals and, and what's going on on the screen because you've got to focus as well as what the dialogue yeah. is happening as well. So it can be a little bit of a chore at times, um, but not necessarily a negative thing all the time. It's a, it's just no, you, you've, got, you've got to be more uh, switched on. So it's not the sort of film that you can just chuck on when you want to relax because yeah. you, you need
1: a focus. So It's a different mindset, you're right.
0: Good. All right. Well, let's talk about... Some things we've
1: learnt about this one, anything about the history of, of the making of this one that you, you managed? Before I get to that, do you think it's strange, and you mentioned the English translation of the title when you introduced mm-hmm. it, do you think it's strange that this isn't on, let's say, Australian Netflix like the way we watch it, mm-hmm. as long live Bridge Mohan? I,
0: I thought that was very interesting, and I did read one article saying, you know, it, it's interesting that the English, as you know, translates into that, and IMDb has yeah. has it as the title. But yeah, um, yeah they've, when they've released it on Netflix, it doesn't have that. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting point. And I might lead into this then. Seeing sure. as we're talking about yeah. translations, one of my new recent sort of things that I enjoy is checking out the translations I in different uh, languages. So this one had quite a few different uh, titles around the world. So in Brazil, in Portuguese, it was called He Who Has Karma Never Reaches.
1: Okay. There's obviously a bit of yeah. a, a disconnect, in a little the, bit in language the
0: language. Um, in Germany and Poland, it was called the Immortal Bridge Mohan,
1: Ooh.
0: which I fi- find interesting because I'm not quite sure he's immortal. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Greek, it's called in memory of Bridge Mohan. The Italian version it's called the Double Life of Bridge Mohan, so I don't mind that one. Uh, Russian is the same as English, and then finally in Vietnamese, it's called Bridge Mohan Alive and Death in Me. <laughs> so a mixture of. Obviously, translations aren't great when you, you're <laughs> no, going yeah, grammatical, yeah. but uh, yeah, a big mixed mixed bag of what this one's called. For
1: what it's worth, I kind of like the the fun involved in "Long Live Bridge Mohan. Mm. Um And I think there was one more that you said that was pretty good there about um, the double life. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. All right, what else have you if you been able to? There's not much. <laughs> we we do, out. yeah, we do have trouble with um, with international films that most of the, the the PR and most of the interviews and most of the information about the film is obviously not in English so it's, it's more difficult for us to track down but I did find a tiny tiny little bit about Udal um, films which is the production company who is uh, who made this film mm-hmm. um, so they're more or less they more or less specialize in independent cinema in mainstream Bollywood. Um, they have only been around since 2017, so they're pretty new in the game. But they've formed, from what I can tell, a pretty close relationship with Netflix in that time. Um, I found an article from July 2018, uh, and that was announcing that Bridge had been acquired by Netflix, uh, and they spoke about it as their first collaboration. Which, when you're saying the word first collaboration, I, you know you feel like there's going to be there's going to be more to come there. And they sort of spoke about this commitment towards forging solid relationships with the with the Indian content creators. And we, we, we kind of know that India has been a bit of a focus for, yeah. for Netflix, but since then they've acquired a, a movie called Music Teacher in 2019, which is another Netflix original film. And they also have three of Udal um, Films' other movies that are currently living on Netflix. They're not originals, but yep. so five Udal five Films uh, movies living on Netflix out of a production company that's only you know three years old is is clearly, they're clearly working quite close together. When um, you, I don't know if it was the same
0: article, but they sort of mentioned that with this relationship with Netflix, they put a ballpark of what they're going to spend on each film. Oh, no, I didn't um, see that. So this, it's not, a, it just has an estimate of what they spend on this and what they're spending on the future one. So they said between 450 and 750,000 per US per
1: film. So, yeah. But it's it's a low budget. It's a low one, budget yeah. for the context of Hollywood, but hmm. um, I mean, we, we know from doing this podcast that the first 100 Netflix original films, five of them were Indian films. So we had Brahman Naman, mm-hmm. we had Love Per Square Foot, we had Sometimes, Lust Stories, and Bridge Mohan. So that's 5% of the first 100. And in fact, it's 20% of the last 15 movies that we've done have been Indian. Wow. So it's a clear focus for Netflix. And add in a couple of the Italian and French ones too. We've had a lot of, a lot of, a lot international, of international Yeah, uh, And that's a, it's, a, it's an international streaming platform, right? Mm. So, I mean... And I wonder whether the focus is more that they can get themselves into that market or they want to bring those kind of films to the international market. And I guess it's a it's a dual play in that sense. Did
0: you, at the start of this film, the title credits had said, Inspired by True Events. And I could I not find anywhere of any story
1: relating to this at all. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you, you can get as loose as you want if you say inspired. <laughs> yeah. I, I think if you get to a point of saying, like, based on a true story, you've got to be a little bit more factual. And then there's obviously, like, you know that this is a true story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you say this is inspired by true events, this could mean one, one thing, thing happened and you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to wheel a story out of that. Very true. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Honestly, like it's obviously, we have such a cultural difference to life over in India mm. that if this stuff is happening, and even like the corruption that you see within the um, legal system there, it, it's kind of normalized. And I don't know if that is the way things are, but we're, it's a completely different world to what we're used to. So who knows?
0: Yes. Yeah, the this one had there are a couple of different posters and they had different taglines on the posters. So one of the posters said "Karma is a bitch," and then mm. the other one said "Till debt tears you apart." Ooh. So that, that one's not too bad either. Um, and and I'm so glad I this one I didn't read anything prior. Yeah, because on Letterboxd, I don't know if you read the the summary on Letterboxd. I did not. No, the summary on Letterboxd. And spoiler alert: if you oh want spoiler to, alert, if yeah, you want actually. to watch this, um, give us a pause. But the letter, I'm so glad I didn't read the Letterboxd summary because it literally <laughs> said faking his death to escape the realities of his uneventful life worked out well for Bruce Mohan until he was sentenced to death for his own murder
1: ah that's the film that (laughs) that, that gives away so much like right in the back end too so um oh so you'd be watching this obviously knowing that he's going to fake his own death which is fine I don't think that's I think that's somewhat of a you you can put that into hmm. a synopsis but to say that he's like charged for his own or found guilty what did it say Yeah.
0: yeah um until you're sentenced. Sentenced. Sentenced to death. <laughs> that, that's literally the, that's the, 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 end. The, that's the last 10 seconds. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was... um That's a shame. Yeah, a big shame. Uh, this one had a play at a film festival on in 2017. Okay. December 13th. It played in the USA at the South Asian International Film Festival. Yep. Before, obviously, you mentioned before, Netflix picked it up. And then uh, the 3rd of August, 2018, it was Netflix worldwide. There you go. So that was, a, yeah, an interesting little wasn't in contention or anything. I think it was just the premier film of that festival. So, very cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: what are we, up to the consensus time? I think so. I yeah. don't have much more. No. Yeah, what, what have you got? Uh, it's, it's kind of all over the place in the, the two platforms I looked on mm. because on IMDb, it's a really impressive 6.8 out of 10. And that's off nearly 2,500 ratings. 6.8 is, a, is a very, very high score. Yeah. And on Letterboxd, it is two point six out of five, which is a very low no. score. <laughs> That's only at a mm-hmm. hundred and one. It's tiny. So tiny. You and I are avid Letterboxd users, and we we don't put our ratings up until we've had this discussion, so we don't spoil it for each other. Hmm. We're probably going to influence that number because that, that the ratings are so small. True. <laughs> that yeah, that take it up to hundred and three, and see see what we can, see, see what we can do. Uh, so it's all over the place. You could argue that. Some film fans hate it, and, and some of them really kind of liked it.
0: Yeah, the Google users were sitting at 75%. It's kind of so for Google uh, yeah, users. At least it had a, a percentage. Yeah, because true. you head over to Rotten Tomatoes, and there's nothing there. There's, there's four reviews. Okay, so that, it exists. So, yeah, it exists. <laughs> there's four reviews. Um, there was one fresh, three rotten, mm-hmm. but no audience score at all and no overall percentage, so...
1: So there has not been one audience person... Audience person? Who has actually gone Rotten Tomatoes and said, this is good or bad.
0: No, there was nothing there. So, yeah,
1: it's weird, because IMDb's got,
0: you know, over 2,000, and then everywhere else, it's it's so low.
1: So is it... Do you think this is the smallest film we've done? We've done some small films. That 101 ratings on Letterboxd is... Surprising. I I can't recall one being that low. Hmm.
0: It's, yeah, it's tiny. For a Netflix film, which obviously is an Indian film who has such a big population. Uh, yeah, I don't
1: know if it's True, hitting, hitting the right um, areas. It's a, um, again, Letterboxd might not necessarily be an Asian platform that mm. they use. So Yeah.
0: All right, well, I think we head into our early thoughts here where we sort of try not to give away too much but say what we're thinking about
1: uh, this film. So what have we got? Um, so the first thing I do want to say is it was better than Brahman Naman. Um, <laughs> well you've, you've already talked our brahman down early so so that was that was a win initially <laughs> but it still just didn't really work for me that much so i just don't like this aggressive and generally perverted sense of humor um mm. it also got really dark and really bleak in places that just... i think the balance of humor and darkness was a bit messy i think it worked at times uh, and it was horribly wrong at other times so the actual story that was there i kind of didn't mind um, the whole scheme the fallout the crooked cop who was onto him but it's just the writing and the humour and I suppose the cultural differences made it really tough for me
0: yeah I'm in a similar boat the, it was a jumble for me Just it was just a mixture of misfires and, and weird things and I don't know whether that's the the cultural yeah. side of things but the soundtrack to me it tried to make light of so many moments that weren't there for me mm. when it was trying to be so dark like you mentioned and uh, I don't want to be repeating myself from the past few weeks, but it's another protagonist that I had no feelings for oh, yeah. whatsoever, and made it hard to get through this one because you, you, you can't have you can't have a main character of a film that you just don't care about, you just don't care if they succeed. You don't, yeah. So well, I one up you on that.
1: Yeah. I, th- there wasn't actually one character in this film who was a half decent person, correct? And, and that's that's a red flag for me. I, I, I need someone like someone in, in every film to at least try and sympathize with a little bit. Yeah. And I, I thought about this afterwards. And I'm like, who was, who was the good person? Like who was, and there, there was just no one, no one at all.
0: Completely agree.
1: That's uh, really difficult to try yeah. and get your audience on board for. All
0: right. Well, let's look at these characters. Then these, these ones that we're saying pretty much have no redeeming qualities. <laughs> yeah. We'll start off with our uh, Brugge Mohan. Brugge Mohan. Well,
1: to that point, like he was, he was a real grub. Like, mm. We're introduced to him as this sleazy liar who regularly cheats on his wife. That's the first minute or two of Mm. your title character. And I think sometimes he was almost this crazy cartoon character that we were supposed to laugh at. We're never supposed to laugh with him. But sometimes he was this lonely, victimized, down on his luck battler who just wants a fresh start. And I think we were supposed to sympathize with him at times. But it was just too big a leap for me to make like you made me hate this person and realize how bad he is and then you're like but hang on look at him like he's
0: yeah i completely agree there's there's those stages with probably more around the debt where they try to get you to sympathize with him you know being in over his head with with all this debt and but yeah i never got there either because there's so much debt that he's got that he doesn't know who it belongs to what it belongs to and then (laughs) And then, you know, went further and further and I hated him more and more. And like you mentioned too, the the way he treats the the women he has relationships with, it's mm-hmm. not not a nice feeling. And no. th- these lies that he keeps creating just keep getting him... And he didn't have like, you know, that best friend sidekick no. that's sort of there to give him that, you know, it's other true. side, you know, that other point of view to say, hey, you know, maybe you should do something different. No it was literally, friends. yeah, he had, he had no one. <laughs> and um, it was, yeah, this lone wolf that just... Yeah, you, you, he runs a laundry shop. <laughs> yeah, he was a pig. Yeah, gross.
1: It's, I actually had to look this up. So obviously the, the main debt that he got himself in at the end was 2.5 million rupee. Yep. So 2.5 million rupee is around 50,000 Australian dollars, 33,000 US dollars at the moment. Because um, I was just like, he's gonna he needs his money by tomorrow. Like, But I needed to know, Like, I'm, I got no context for how much 2.5 million is. Because if it's 2.5 million dollars, I'm like, well, That's an awful lot, But yeah. 50 grand is still... It's not something that you can just sneeze up in a day, so...
0: His wife... I had to I had to look up her actual name. Uh, well, sweetie. I, I
1: just... Because he called her Sweetie all the time, yeah. but I wasn't sure if he was calling her Sweetie. Like.
0: Yeah, I thought that was just him being
1: sexist. Like, yeah. I, yeah uh, she, the, the tr-
0: she was so trapped. And this whole idea that... Of her wanting to lose weight and the, the selfies and this whole idea of her more worried about her image than anything else... But at the same time, you know she's got no financial control because, uh, you know Bridge is so encompassing control, with money, yeah. and you know she wishes she married another guy, and she's worried because you know she missed him by a day, and she wishes with him. But, but then at the back of the mind, it's like, but is that only because he was financially successful, and that's all she wants is money? And,
1: I yeah, I, it was a bit all over the place. Well, I, I think she was a grub too, to be honest. Yeah, because she treated she did treat her husband like crap. To your point that there might be some reasons to do it, Mm. but she treated the grandpa like crap, which was almost just like in the movie to show that she was a bitch (laughs) because there was no other reason why he was in the movie. She was only inspired by money and material things and in that sense, how she looks. Mm. Um, And obviously, as soon as he died, she's rejoicing uh, and hitting on the person who's doing the investigation. Like, there's nothing about her that I liked either. No. I agree.
0: And talking about the that inspector guy, mm. the the dirty cop, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the some of his lines, like there's this one line of dialogue where he says to sweetie he goes, you know, anyone who leaves you should um get their eyes checked out. And I was like like so lame and just this whole idea that I don't think, you know, he didn't actually care about her one little bit. Mm. And I don't think like, no, you not know, at all. and she switched so quickly to like him. I was like maybe they are perfect for each other because Neither of, neither of them are in anything except for a bit of lust and financial gain. But at the same time, he was... When they first introduced him, I was like, oh no, we don't need another side character involved. And I did appreciate that they actually got him involved with Brisha's story as well. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, oh, not another character
1: that's going to have some side story that we don't really care about. Yeah, but yeah. Well, his side story wasn't that important, but I, I, I actually... <laughs> I kind of enjoyed the character, probably more so because his presence represented an interesting development in the plot. Mm. The plot was kind of slow by the time when he came in and he made it interesting. I still found myself a little bit confused by his circumstances, though, so bear with me here. So he was like the head honcho of this police station. Yep. He was obviously corrupt, and he was also really bad at keeping and catching and keeping criminals, Mm -hmm. obviously, because he was corrupt. Mm -hmm. But he wanted a transfer to like another station and... I think he had to pay some bribery money to get, to get that, that transfer. And obviously the life insurance from Bridges' death, he got some of that because he was negotiating with Sweetie to say, hey, yeah, I'll make sure all the paperwork goes through fine. Hmm. That's how I understand his situation. That's all correct, yeah? That's, yeah. yeah. So he's like maybe just using her so he can get this promotion. Yeah, That's, yeah that was it. Which was to get some money. Yeah. and But I, I just, I, I kind of never really understood what, he was about as a guy because i think there was something there that i would have been more interested in um, i just i wish i wish i actually saw more than what we saw on the surface because it was just that story that we saw which was it's complicated if you don't give more context around it yeah. so no i agree like yeah agree uh
0: this the he, bridges lover simi, simi i just wanted to briefly touch on her because oh, yeah. i don't understand why they had two female characters who were pretty much exactly the same mm. it wasn't like he had this contrast in women like she was only interested in his money and shopping um maybe she was a little bit more immature because she was younger but at the same time like i didn't see anything different from her to his actual
1: wife. but money shopping and sex and sex so, and yeah. so if you're putting two female characters and you could argue that there's probably only really three female characters in the film mm-hmm. the other one being that prostitute at mm-hmm. the hotel, hotel yeah what are you trying to say about women in your, in in this culture? Are you you basically saying that they're all vacuous and sex hungry beings? Because that doesn't sit that well with me from a, (laughs) from a film's perspective. I, I, I guess she was probably less of a grub than the other two, but she was just more that really pathetic character to be perfectly honest. And the question I have is what, what does, why was she with bridge? Because, they're obviously sneaking around together for a little bit when he's with his wife, but he's got no money. Uh, clearly, that's a big inspiration for her. At the end, yeah. And he's a loser. Like he's mm. a genuine loser. This whole film. I don't know why she's with, her in, with him in the first place. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no <laughs> explanation for that at all. And she talks about how much she wants to have sex with other people because she's young, and he's this old sort of dirty guy that she wants to have sex with and I yeah I, I didn't understand her at all and again I don't like the way that they talked about females in this film because it was pretty one dimensional and, and pretty ridiculous to be honest yep
0: agree are there any other characters that side ones the only one about? I
1: wanted to talk about was Ragu, who mm-hmm. was the, uh, the guy that got killed <laughs> basically the guy that got killed I, I almost semi-liked him because <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good performance by a Sunny Hinduja mm. Um, cause he had this charisma and the film just like any sort of charisma, um, of course that's not the character you're supposed to like when you watch this film, which is why this film had issues, right? Um, but there was something about it that I kind of liked, um, despite the fact that he was, he was the villain, basically. So that's kind of where I was at. Yeah, but uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> the, yeah I've got nothing to say about him. There's one scene where he had this no, really outrageous enough. shirt, and I was just that was like the highlight. Like, I was just watching, trying to work out what was on his actual shirt. That I, was...
1: <laughs> I loved him when he was in the um when he was in the store with Bridge, and he's just like, "Oh, you're really good at this job." Like, hey, yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> there's something about him that I just kind of liked. So uh, good. Uh, so the director Nikhil Bat, yeah.
0: um, second feature mm. Saloon, two thousand and nine. So that's a big gap. Between. Won a couple of awards for yeah. that too, and then been doing some TV, and he's got <coughs> another film this year, I think. But yeah, two thousand nine to twenty eighteen, it's
1: a it's a big gap. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's the thing. He did he did have other directing credits throughout that time, time but yep. um, yeah. Hmm.
0: All right, so this is the time where we check out some scenes. So we start off with the ones that we <coughs> didn't mind. So if you, what have you got that you thought was okay?
1: Yeah, there were a couple of things that I didn't mind, Um, and probably they're more comedic things to be perfectly honest, but. I, I i kind of maybe got to a point in this movie where i was i was all in for him trying to fake his own death or whatever he was trying to do and i, I re- when he realized that he was the same same size as the guy that he killed i thought that was quite clever because it was confusing me what the hell he was doing before that when he was measuring himself oh, okay. against other people <laughs> yeah. and then when he did it and he got it right i was like oh you can you can use this so i i kind of like that and i also thought the murder scene was actually pretty insane um when he was in the car at that time. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked that he woke up and I liked that the door wouldn't open because they'd obviously set that up yep. previously. And um, it was a quite a memorable scene and, and I thought it was done pretty well. The other two that I did like were just little little chuckles and that's um, that's probably all I got from it. But <laughs> near the end when uh, they're interrogating people in the in jail or whatever it is and they bring in bridge who's tied up to a chair and he's like why'd you bring him in here it's like well, you said you wanted the chair he's, he's tied up to the chair <laughs> just, i thought that was funny and that wasn't the humor that was coming out through the whole film. No. so i appreciate <laughs> it um, and i also thought it was really funny when they used the same witness uh, yeah, for as yeah. a different person. But I hated that they really clarified it and yeah. was like, are you the same person? Like I thought it was just funny when he's like, hey, that was the, same, the same guy way. before. End it there. Because yeah. that was funny. But then they they overdid it. Um, I, I didn't mind the finale. I, I kind of liked the way that Bridge went about it, that he, that he decided to risk it all rather than roll the dice on the police's word. I'm unsure how I feel about the whole foreboding of him not going to be able to make it because they made it obvious that it wasn't going to end well and I didn't really like the poetic justice of the way they did it with the voiceover said, of yep. him being hanged but in general that sort of intensity and intrigue and pacing for that finale from the time he hits him with a shovel and he's sort of hiding from him that was a pretty good scene I just didn't like yeah. they made it so obvious that it wasn't going to he wasn't going to get out of there and it was just way too much for me that he hanged himself like that. So I know yeah. I'm going to have some questions on that near the end, but yeah. I, I did like the intensity of that scene.
0: Good, yeah, yeah. I think I like the the start of that scene and maybe what, like you mentioned, that sort of little chase I guess yeah. through those buildings that maybe got lost for me too because of the actual end. Um,
1: yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I, I struggled to find a, like anything in particular in this one. There's just lots of little bits and pieces, but the one sort of thing that I liked to sort of give me an understanding of this bridge character was right near the start. Um, you know, his wife is so obsessed with this weight Watchers kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he has this vision where he, you know, she's doing this face mask and he pours the, the, the cream over her head and, and strangles her. And it's a vision obviously, but I liked that that highlighted what he's capable of doing. Even if that wasn't his dreams, I liked that you had this ability just because there's just a little bit of understanding of him, more so than we got in anything else, other than him just being a good point, a, a crappy sort of guy. So it
1: highlighted that it was a breaking point as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So that that that's the one thing that I took out that I sort of enjoyed. I was ready to put that in one of my favorite scenes when I realized when I realized it was a vision. I was like, oh yeah. So that's like when would wake up from dreams. Yeah. When I, I, if it was a real scene, I was like, wow,
0: this movie would just, have started off yeah. yeah pretty intense. All right. What are some things that you didn't necessarily
1: enjoy in this one? Uh, there's a couple as well. Um, how did it take them four days to find that burnt-up car? That really annoyed me. She's like, he's been missing for four days. I'm like, I'm sorry, but someone is finding that car within five hours. Mm. Like, that was ridiculous. Yep. Um, oh, when he put that picture over his head to have sex with Simi. Yeah, that was... <laughs> oh, God. It's it's That reminded me of some of the crap that we saw in brahman and It's like they have these weird ideas that you joke around with when you're chatting about it, and then they just put them in the film. And it, it's just it's just ridiculous. Like, in, for it to be Bieber, like... <laughs>
0: and it was what it was like a young Bieber like it was like, it was, was that beaver was it I, I, that's I, what just, I, I thought it was Bieber. i, I thought, was thought like, it was just some young dude looked like um a poster my sister used to have on a wall when Bieber was like 12 <laughs> and i was like it
1: doesn't it doesn't sit right and then yeah to turn it around it, always, yeah isn't. it's horrible um why did we have to see a burnt up body in a sports bag <laughs> yeah. when they had the, the body check like that was insane. I, I, the taking
0: I took from that was that she was just ready to write him off no matter what it was because yeah. there's no way she could identify anything
1: in that bag. But yeah, I agree. I like, just, what's the what's the point? That was nasty. Um. Oh this might have been the worst scene. But when she cuts up his clothes, um, and then she sort of says that she wants to have sex with someone else, and then she slaps him, and then he still kind of like bows down to her. And I, I, what is happening in this in this whole area? And I'm like, why are they? still in this hotel when he took all that cash. And the reason was obviously that he wanted to see the newspaper article of him being dead. Who cares? Just get the hell out of there. That that whole section didn't sit well with me at all. Hmm. Uh, The court scenes were all pretty frustrating. Hmm. Uh, Just the back and forth and even... This is when him as well as an actor just started to lose it. He was just overdoing it too much and it didn't work. And then finally I've got the rape scene when he just got raped in prison. That just... It changed pace so quickly, and it just—you had to almost take a step back and go, "This is really bleak. Yeah. Like, this is and dark." It's like I got the feeling
0: that they mentioned that earlier—that that's yeah. what happened in jail. So we've got to—we've got that to show too. it. Yeah. I was,
1: you don't need to tell. You don't need to actually no. show what happened.
0: And the, yeah, the including like the cutting, like the the scene where he's trying to eat, and the guy yeah. cuts him, as well as the cutting of the face before that rape scene. It was just so yeah, so bleak and so dark for. What they were trying so many... I was was half expecting this little upbeat sort of comedy music to to drop in because they're like, oh, that's what happens happens every other time something bad happens. Yeah, I agree. That was mm, not good. That's it. All right. Uh, The opening annoyed me straight away where he's literally like, uh, life is great if you have a fuck and luck. When luck runs out, you're fucked. And I thought this movie... And as it progressed, I thought this movie has nothing to do with luck. It's about being a good person, and he is not a good person. So, realistically, and he didn't have any good luck in this film. So, I don't understand why you you preface it with saying,
1: Have a good day. Yeah.
0: yeah, He was literally on that downward spiral the whole way. I
1: think that was almost the the film wanted to introduce itself with a fair bit of vulgar. That's honestly what I took out of that.
0: Yeah. Well, then you've got that scene with him having that, yeah, the affair with. Uh, it, it was it was, crude. it was
1: such a crude start, and you're like, okay, this is what we're watching. I get, I get what you're saying, and they just really hammed it home.
0: Yeah. Uh, the whole grandpa character and all of his scenes, they were not funny. I know that that was they meant wouldn't. to be funny. Were the, they? <laughs> the, no, you don't think they were. Meant to I be don't funny? know. I reckon that that was meant to be funny, and about having him in the cupboard and having to chase him in the truck and all that sort of stuff.
1: It just. Yeah. So I I had a question, which I'll bring up now, yeah. because it's relevant. Was the grandpa supposed to be this red herring at the trial? Because I got the point when she wheels in the grandpa, you're like, he's going to be like, yeah, that's that's, that's Bridge, yeah. he's my grandson. And he didn't, which makes me think they did this entire setup for this whole film of having the grandpa there and having Bridge, you know, doing right for the grandpa the whole time, just for nothing to happen with it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: Bridge could have almost said, hey, grandpa, it's me, sort of. Yeah. like, I don't
0: know. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought the Bridge buying that dead guy's body and then him being alive... Once is okay, but then I know you liked this scene, but then when they played it out again in the car with Ragu waking up and being alive again, I was like, you've used that already. You, you, I, I got frustrated because I'm like, you only need to do it once. And, you know, th- that, that scene where Ragu is, that like, he thinks he's dead on that mm. staircase, That there was this music kicking of like this funky, mm. upbeat sort of pop song where it's like, well, oh, he's got a video, he knows what got to do <laughs> now. I was like,
1: he's just killed a guy. but you know what it's almost okay if that's the film right and they keep with that tone mm. the whole film but they just chop and change that's yeah that's where it's a bit weird I I hated when he
0: left that burning car
1: um and the main
0: reason for that was because of the emphasis they put on him dropping that cloth oh, yeah, with his yeah. blood. Way too because always... then you know the whole time he's not—it's going to come back to him the whole yeah. time. And to me, that just ruins the whole. If you if you just show, have this quick little cut, of, like you don't even need to put the emphasis on it, and then you'd think later on, oh, I remember when he actually dropped that cloth, so he got caught. Not the cloth here. The cloth away. is here. I
1: couldn't agree more. You knew that it was going to come yep. back. Yeah, that's um, a really good point. Even if you don't show it, mm. and then you come back and we found this cloth, you're like, oh yeah, that yeah, makes
0: sense. Yeah. The every scene with that inspector and sweetie just being together, I just, I just rubbed me the wrong way. The dialogue, her liking old spice, like it was just yeah. not cool. No, the this is just a bit of a lead up to that scene in the hotel with the Bieber mask and stuff. But Simeon was in that hotel sitting on the guy doing push ups. Yeah, that was just yeah yeah, yeah why yeah. that was weird. Um, I didn't like when he killed her either, smothering her with a pillow. Yeah, that uh, was it, it was. And, Yeah,
1: Yeah. how'd he get away with that? He walks out naked and... She was screaming.
0: And he walks out naked and the guy's like, oh, okay, you must have just been having a... It wasn't like, it clearly
1: wasn't a sexual name,
0: Um, And you mentioned this, that that end to me where they have that parallel story of the judge condemning him to the gallows and him tripping on the bag and hanging himself. I, I didn't care for this character, so it didn't leave any impact on me at all. It wasn't a surprise, it wasn't a shock, didn't care about him, didn't care that he died, and it was just, yeah, too...
1: I think they thought they were being more clever than they were.
0: It's like one of those films where you feel like they've had that ending. And that's how they want to end it, and they're sort of going back to try and yeah, fill in the gaps.
1: That's not a bad point. Yeah. All
0: right, let's talk about some ideas in this one. Some themes, some some messages that it tried to say a lot of things. I think
1: for sure. I mean, there's a there's a massive discussion on corruption in this film, mm. and obviously a, a distaste for the way the. Oh, it's not even the legal system. Like there's it's, corruption in the full like, yeah, society. Like, yeah,
0: police, lawmakers, shopkeepers, yeah. everyone. You know, making them commit, uh, admit to crimes, bribery. Yeah, just yeah, the whole system seems crap.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously there's there's that tying into greed as well, and everyone wanting things for themselves to better themselves and doing it in in the wrong way to do it. But um, and then finally, I think misogyny is uh, obviously quite prevalent in this film too, but it kind of goes both ways because I don't like the way it paints women either.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, the, the, that whole idea of those relationships, and I don't know whether it's... because it's approached differently in different cultures, but they do it really clearly where um, they they explain that they're trapped and Sweetie does it by talking about being stuck in a coffin and Simi does it by when she's in the hotel, you know, she's got no Wi-Fi, mm. these types of things. So, yeah... And I don't understand why they, why they needed to have that in both characters. It yeah, just, it was really frustrating. Um, yeah, and there's a lot about the truth too. Like he, the, the lies keep building up and yeah, leading to yeah, this true. idea of running from his problems and not f- taking these shortcuts and not actually facing up to to what he's what he's actually done. And he never actually admits. Like you know, he gets away. There's no actual mention of um, um Simi. It's death, really. I guess there's that scene no, to it. There's that sc- scene at the end where he's digging up. He's with the cop and it's like, oh, he's standing where he's buried her. Yeah. And that was about it, really. Like, yeah. you thought, oh, he might get caught for this. And he, like, yeah, these little things that don't get explained. Yeah, I kind of
1: thought that was going to come back. Um, but then I also thought it was going to come back and the cop would be like, I don't care. Give me the money. I won't care. I won't even yeah. talk about it. So. Yeah.
0: The, yeah, The last, you mentioned, too, with this greed and this materialism. And they did this well through the selfie culture, almost, where he's got this iPhone, which is obviously the better phone than everyone else has. Yeah. And both women are so focused when they're taking these selfies of this phone, whether it's for the Weight Watcher thing or, or um, Simeon's just lying around taking yeah. photos of herself. And I, there's this little whack, one little whack where yeah. um, Bridge rocks up at that Weight Watchers place and he looks at that video and the, the video is like, they're two different people. Yeah. And it's just this, this idea of, you know, what do you actually appear like yes. in, the, in this system?
1: Yeah, That's kind of funny actually Yeah. Alright, well what do we take away from this one? Well what we take away is almost what we were talking about there to be honest for me because I I get there's this commentary on greed and corruption but I feel like the filmmakers are so cynical in their portrayal of it Mm -hmm. that they forgot to give any characters any sort of redeeming qualities because they wanted to be like this guy's full of greed so make sure the audience doesn't like him Um, this guy's an example of corruption in our society so make sure the audience doesn't like him it's like, well, should we put someone someone in the audience, someone that the audience likes? It's like, well, no, because we want them to know that this movie is about corruption and greed. And it's like, they're just like, we, we need them to know that this is bad. So everything's bad about it. And they just doubled down. On it and it just became this really bleak tale. And uh, yeah, it was hard to enjoy. But it was that that I took out of it, along with this... Weird aggressive sexual connotations that I'm sadly starting to associate with Indian comedies <laughs> like, yeah. it, it must be some sort of cultural difference because I don't find it funny and uh, it's just a little bit vulgar.
0: you think about we did uh, lust stories yep which was that um, anthology yep. and the, the la- they were all about sex and yep. I don't like the last one was probably the most vulgar out of all of them where it's this this woman. Um, mm. I can't even remember the full story but there's that scene with a, a vibrator yeah. that, that sticks out but even that would seem to have been done a lot like not as crude as absolutely as yeah
1: it's, it's I guess this is more like the perverted male eye mm. and the way they see women and even the way that women discuss sex and it's just a yeah and, and again I, you're right because that was quite quite tasteful considering the context mm. of that story for, for lust stories maybe it's just superior filmmaking like, yeah I don't know yeah, yeah.
0: uh yeah this this I, I'm gonna say something positive because I feel like a lot of this have been very negative yeah I was happy to have an Indian film without songs oh yeah <laughs> that, that, that was what I, I, t- I was like I was, that's
1: true that has been an issue for you in the past yeah
0: I'm happy to have not some random song that just breaks out of nowhere yep. so I've, apart of obviously the the score um at times was a little bit random but yeah I was happy that there wasn't some random song um that went for 10 minutes in the middle of of a film so that's my positive out of this one (laughs) that's what you're going to take
1: away yep so what do you think of Bridge Mahan well there wasn't any music in it no one sung anything good (laughs) (laughs) did you go on IMDB at all
0: to check anyone out
1: I didn't, nah, no, nobody rung a bell for yeah. me here.
0: Me either, so we're the same. So that's where we skip along to a question time. So you, what would you like to ask?
1: Well, I've already asked a few and I appreciate that we've spoken about them already. So the, the only two questions I have are around that final scene mm-hmm. and more about Bridges' actions in that final scene. So initially, when he knocks out the uh, policeman with, with the shovel mm-hmm. and he runs off, I'm like, cool, get in the car and drive away. Why didn't he get in the car? <laughs> the car's just sitting there, no one else is there. Yeah. Get in the car and then by the time that the policeman realized what's going on, you know, You've you're miles running. away. <laughs> so really that, good point. That annoyed me. This is even worse because this cost him his life. Why didn't he try and grab the strap when he was hanging from the, um? And just just grab it and try and hold it and you know what? Eventually, you could probably rip that open because it's a bloody, bag. it's a duffel bag strap because the reason, you know, obviously when someone gets hanged, they tie their arms up. So yeah, they can't, can't hold any sort true. of resistance on it. But he didn't try that at all. And come on, like he, it, 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 maybe it, he was handcuffed or something for some reason and did it. Yep. Yeah. But that was just idiocy.
0: The only yeah, only thing I can think of is that he doesn't want to let go of that money, and that money is too important. But for the money it. was up there. Yeah, so if he lets go of that strap and drops himself, then he's going to lose that money. <sighs> All right, you know that's what? That, that, I don't know. I want to give, I want to allow that. That, that's, that's, that. He's so protective of that money that that's the only thing I can think he of. He could have gone back up and got it. And the cop is still there. Oh, that
1: just annoy him. I'm like, grab it, yeah, grab it, really. grab it, you're going to die, gonna grab it. <laughs> and just didn't do it and he died. And really good point. So frustrating. So. Um,
0: well... Did you know that only 30% of women in India completely undress during sex? I, I know it now. How do they get the statistic?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, 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 yeah. know. I, I think that adds to the fact that they wanted everyone to know, this is a really vulgar comedy. Like, that that comment actually had nothing to do with it, because as an audience, you don't see her naked. You obviously see that she undresses, but you don't see anything. Hmm. I, I, I almost don't know what oh, the right. point of that was. But yeah, how do you get that statistic? Maybe, uh, it's, maybe it's in the census. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who knows? The the only other thing I've got for you is I thought this was really interesting, and I don't know how to take it. So towards the end, you've got this this dinner party with all the these law officials, yeah. and they they make this comparison with the the U.S. system, and they talk about it being such a great system, and you know they make this comment about even a black man can get justice there. And it's very very topical right now,
1: but. I couldn't work out whether they were being sarcastic or not. It's a really good point. I assumed I assumed the filmmakers were being sarcastic yeah. and the characters weren't. Yep. Um Okay. But again, this, this movie was me and me and the film weren't on the same, same. wavelength, yeah. so who knows? And that yeah, I,
0: I I couldn't work out whether that, that was you know, that's something that the Indian culture looks up to and go, That they've got True. that perfect
1: system but It's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I missed that one too, whether whether what they were trying yeah. to say. Good question.
0: Alright, time to wrap this one up. I think so. This is uh, the end of our show where we give the film a rating out of five to give it a for form average. MJ, go for it.
1: Look, it was, it was really difficult to get into and it was bleaker than I anticipated because um, it got really dark, even for a dark comedy, um, which it was. And it wasn't just that there were no characters to sympathise with. It's that they were all so damn distasteful that it left me actually with a bad flavour in my <laughs> mouth. So... As I said, I think the plot itself actually worked in parts, and underneath it, I think there's a story here that would have been pretty good. Um, but I was just so jaded by other elements that I couldn't quite get there. So it's it's one and a half starts for me. Good.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, same things that we've mentioned the whole way through, I guess, because I can't get into a film where the protagonist doesn't have one good quality. And <laughs> not even just one good quality, any redeeming qualities at no. all. Uh, so a bit of light and shade goes a long way in a film. And mm-hmm. this one tried to play off the massively dark undertones, which takes a lot of skill to do, and they didn't have the skill to do that. Yeah. So the performances didn't really grind me as as some films have. So that's okay. And like you mentioned, the the, the story is okay. Mm-hmm. The narrative is okay. Yeah. It's just the way that it was done um, and it didn't sit right with me. So... One point five from me too. Oh, I thought you were going to go lower. Nah, I, one point five. So. I was
1: expecting one, and I'm like, is I, nah, it going to be half? No, nah, <laughs> I had it at
0: two, and then after I put my notes together, I'm like, nah, I've got to bring this down. I was um,
1: exactly the same. Yeah. I, after watching it, I was like, that's probably about a two star film, and then you you really break it down, and you're like, oh, there's some pretty bad stuff in here.
0: Yeah. So we're on social media, pop posts up all the time: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, this one this ties in perfectly with how we've been talking and. Can you name or give us a film that works with no redeeming characters?
1: No redeeming yeah. characters is almost. I, is there even a film? film yeah, like, uh, yeah. That's like why protagonists so I, I don't have redeeming qualities, mm. and that happens. But no redeeming characters or qualities for any character is just. Because that's what this film was, so no, I'm just trying to work it, out,
0: I know, this it, is this the one I film know. in the world that has no redeeming characters? Maybe it is. So someone might have one for us that will surprise us. Maybe it is. And like we mentioned uh, at the start of the show, we've uh, got these little postcards with uh, this artwork of all the like all the Flicks Forum films that we've done in our first 100 episodes. So if you are keen uh, to have a copy of these, we will post these out to you. Send us a direct message on our social medias, or you can email us, flixforumpod at gmail.com. And uh, we'll get one of these too. There's only uh, twenty five, so if you are keen for one, let us know. And um, we'll first in, best rest. First, yeah, we'll, we'll write you a nice little message
1: and um, well, get yeah. these to you. Yeah. Some cool arts here. Yeah, it's good yeah. to see. And we'll I've got my big one, which we'll post. We'll post that on the uh, yeah. on the socials as
0: well. We are back next week. Next week we'll do our.
1: I can't wait for next
0: week. Next week's our hundred um, episode. Sort of countdown I guess Extravaganza Extravaganza <laughs> If only it was Easter We could have called it The extravaganza. So we could yeah. <laughs> Sorry that was horrible <laughs> But yeah we'll, we'll count down Our, our top, 100 top 100 films, films That yeah. we've done Well not our top 100 But we'll rank The, the 100, 100 films 100, That we've yeah. looked at If you are keeping touch And, and want to know The next film we're looking at After our 100th episode We've got the 2018 comedy Called Like Father Directed by Lauren Miller. It stars uh, Kristen Bell, Kelsey Grammer and Seth Rogen. So, oh, wow, that's a cast. Yeah, good cast. So we'll be looking at that one after we've uh, put out our 100 episode um, extravaganza. Beautiful. I cannot wait for that next week. It's been a, a great chat. Good to be face to face for the yeah, first time in a while. So good. And
1: good to raise the bat on 100. 100. We've done it. Well we done. We did it. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you then.